Hello and welcome everyone to episode 75 of the Gaming Duo Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Rob Garcia, and I'm joined by co-host Kevin Fairbrother, a.k.a. Bingeworthy Gaming. What's going on, Kevin? What's cracking, buddy? What's new? Uh, we're missing we're missing the half, you know? It's it's <laughs> you got one half here. You're you're subbing in for the the other half. He's over there on vacation somewhere, you know. How dare you take a vacation? Well, aside from the L, I mean K E V I N, you're only missing the L, right? So close enough. It was close enough, you know. We just kind of be like, what's what, who can fill in? Someone that has a similar name cuz it's really hard to find a guy named Kelvin. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, exactly. It's a hard name to fill in. So, yeah. here you are. So tell me, dude, what's going on with you? Anything new? Um, back to playing softball. Um, that's you know, cool. that's fun. A little bit of exercise. Uh, channel's doing well. We're almost at 500 subscribers, man. But it's oh, a grind. Wow. How? What's? Give me your secret. Like, what? What's going on? How are you able to just amass these subscribers so quickly? You know. Um, I low key sell cocaine to my subscribers on the side, but I'm just joking. Oh um, shit! 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 <laughs> Dude, that's on the DL. Come on, no man, it's, it's all about consistency. Is all it is, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Just being consistent and growing a, you know, a community from the ground up. So. Yeah, and guys, please listen or watch binge worthy. He is streaming. How? What are you? What days of the week are you streaming? Dude, whenever I get the opportunity. Right, I got a wife and two kids and a full time job, so it's whenever I can. Um, yeah, as often as possible. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Like I know Kelvin too. Like he has a wife and kids, and and he finds it tough time to to find the time to do all that stuff. So honestly, yeah. for you, like that's awesome that you're able to find the time to do that. Is there anything in particular you're playing, dude? Um, I just started a new game today. Uh, not new game. It's uh, Pokemon Black, but I, I randomized it. Um, hit the live button and had a decent turnout today. I just finished Pokemon Shield recently, and I'm playing things like Tiny Tina's on the PS5. And a little bit of Splitgate here and there, and Call of Duty Vanguard. So, a lot of the same games, just getting slowly and slowly better. Just rotating them, right? Just keeping yeah, rotation exactly. and stuff. There's always going to yeah. be a Pokemon game in the rotation, of course. Well, of course, you were you're the original Pokemon, you know. <laughs> Can't believe you remember that. <laughs> hey, dude, that's your email, right? Like, sorry, I'm giving out your email, but yeah, uh, you know, the Pokemon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, are you excited for the new news that came out for Pokemon Scarlet and uh, Violet? Yeah, honestly, I'm more excited about this one than I was for, obviously, if anybody remembers, I've been on here before. Uh, we spoke about Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and then Legends Arceus. I had mixed feelings on both those things, but this one I'm actually pretty excited for. So. What about this game gets you so excited compared to Legends Arceus? And uh, I know Diamond and Pearl, we weren't really excited because it was kind of just like a remake, and but exactly. it was like half-baked. But as far as this one goes, are you more excited for these new games versus like Sword and Shield? Yeah, uh, Sword and Shield I was excited for a little bit, but the graphics at the time, they just seemed like a only slight upgrade from the 3DS. Um, whereas these, they look like this is what the Switch always should have been. Um, and again, it's a brand new, this is this is the real Gen 9, in my opinion. Yeah. Legends I, I, might fall under that category too, but to me it doesn't. <laughs> I agree. I mean, th- actually the Legendaries got me pretty hyped. They, they actually look pretty sick. Yeah, absolutely. I think they did a phenomenal uh, job with the. Uh, the I think legendaries. I think I heard both of you guys are going to go for Scarlet, and I'm already going for Violet. So if you need a trading partner, man, I got you. That's true. The, the reason why I think we're leaning more towards Violet or Scarlet is because someone said something where uh, the the rep for Violet kind of looks like a penis. Hey, man, 
I, if you switch them, if you <laughs> no, turn them no upside judgment, down, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. So every time I see yeah. them, I'm like, it's 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 it looks like that. So I, I don't know if I could live with myself every time I start the game and I see him. He's like forever ruined for me. So yeah, but he's got the BDE, right? That's what's all about. <laughs> that's all it's about man uh for sure dude let's get into some some games there's some there's some news that came out this week and um yeah let's jump in let's do it so during the microsoft showcase they finally revealed more details about starfield the next major rpg shooter coming from bethesda the the game looked great from what was shown but there was yeah. one detail dude that like stuck out for everyone watching and is you'll be able to visit a thousand planets a thousand like you'll actually be able to get go get off your ship and jump and play around the planets um we didn't get a ton of detail on how the planets will vary um and this is kind of crazy because people on social media were even asking them they're like hey this this might be too much man can you can you tone it down um so this raises a question man is this too many? Is this just too much shit? Like, is it just it's just going way too in depth? For me, I would say probably yes. However, the people that are like excited for this game, I think the more the merrier, right? They they, they want these games to be bigger and bigger every single time. Um, I did a little bit of research, and games like No Man's Sky apparently has procedurally generated planets of eighteen quintillion. So if you think a thousands a lot. 18 quintillion is like obviously unfathomable, but I got to feel a lot of these planets out of the thousand, they're just going to be kind of barren planets. There might be like resources there, but not everyone's going to have like NPCs and things like that. That's my opinion. Um, Cause I don't think they're going to be able to populate these planets. Like, there's going to be ones that are going to have like, like NPCs. There's going to be all kinds of resources to get. And there's going to be other ones that are going to be like, you know, I could do without these like 20. Right. I think it's gonna be a lot of that. You don't think there's going to be, like, one special really good weapon or piece of armor on, like, each of these planets? Do you think there's going to be... No, I think, like, just, you know, statistically, I think there's going to be a couple duds. There has to be a couple duds in there. And then the the goal, I think, would be trying to find the good planets. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they took the time and they, they populated every one of these thousand planets. But that seems like a lot of work, kid. How are they going to steer you into these planets, like... To complete the story, are they going to just yeah. say, this is where you need to go to complete the story, wherever else, have fun, go crazy? Well, they, they might have like a, like a planet journal. And like on the planet journal, there's, there's a thousand planets out there. As soon as you touch base on one or something, it's like you essentially plant a flag, I'm thinking. And it's like, you did it, kid. Like, you, got, you got one of the thousand planets and just keep moving on. There's going to be things on the planets. And in the end, I think the crafting is going to be a, a big component. So maybe there's yes. going to be something small there that you know, could eventually turn into something bigger later. But I just can't see every thou- one of the thousand planets being like hours and hours of content. I just can't see it, right? But can they pull it off? Let's I, let's I, look at their past titles. Let's look at let's, Fallout. Let's, let's look at Elder Scrolls, right? Yeah. In, in Skyrim, you could literally go on anything you wanted to, right? Anything you saw, you can go on top of. You can, if you saw a cave, you can go into. Like, don't get me wrong. I think this is what happened with, with, with uh, Skyrim is that the caves kind of became redundant, right? It was kind of the same thing over and over yep. again. And let's not talk about Blackreach. I think that's what it's called. Underground was like Blackreach, right? I, I never played. You never played Skyrim? 
No. <laughs> what is wrong with too, you? Too expansive for me, man. Too expansive. That's why when I see this and I see Thousand Planets, I'm like, yeah, I'm tapping it already. <laughs> wow. So is this going to be a skip for you, you think? Uh, well, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a hot title when it comes out. So it's, right. it's going to pique my interest. So I'm definitely going to take a look at it. I'm going to watch some videos online, get a good feel for it. And then maybe I'll jump in and get it. But I don't think I'm going to be a first day guy. Okay. I mean, usually with these types of games... It takes some time for them to like really become fleshed out and yep. get that that quality in there that people are looking for. Because again, think of think of Skyrim like it wasn't what it is today. It took a little while to get all the expansions out and to really flesh out that world. But I, I am afraid with the Thousand Planets that it's it is going to be barren. And maybe there's a way that they can put some because what they did for Fallout was a little different. Did you play Fallout? Uh, I own it. No, never played say, it. You, okay. <laughs> Wait, you did You did play? No, I said I own it, but I've never played it. Oh, <laughs> I, I bought goodness. it on Black Friday. It was like 10 bucks, And it's like it's just sitting right behind me right now. So so I actually never really played Fallout 4. I I played it, but I didn't beat it. I wasn't really interested in it. Um, okay. I, because I came from Fallout 3, and yep. I think Fallout 3 is a more superior game. It was just there's something about it that was fantastic it was the best fallout i think to this day um that four fault that four couldn't really recreate but what they did great about fallout 3 was there was multiple vaults you can go into um for the, you know the fallout shelters and stuff like that and they all felt kind of different so okay. maybe a part of me is like maybe they can actually go and make these planets feel different feel organic feel lively instead of these like okay, like, they're just kind of randomly generated and you just walk around and you might find some materials here and these bad guys and there's not really a goal and you're just wanders, you know, mindlessly wandering this place for, for hours and then you might get something cool. Maybe. If that. Yeah, I, I think I think there's going to be a little bit of that because from what I understand, like, that's, that's kind of what they do. They let the computer like, generate them and then developers go through them and obviously add details to them. So it's not going to be just, you know, like a blank slate essentially. But... I think there's going to be a couple that are just kind of like misses. Okay. Maybe. They Do might shock us. Right, right. They, they might shock us. I mean, here's a problem with space, right? Is space is almost too big. Yeah. You know who did space, right? Who's that? Destiny. Okay. I feel like Destiny did the space thing right, where they said these are the amount of these are the planets you can kind of visit, and these are the sections. Now, the part that they kind of missed was you can't really like go into the atmosphere and feel like you're actually going into the planet. You just kind of like teleport there, right? Where I think this is is huge because you're actually going to feel yourself going into that planet, and it's going to have that like actual space exploration feeling. Gotcha. Yeah, the other thing to consider too is like not all planets are the same size. So there could be a couple really, really tiny planets that just classify it as planets, right? There's going to be big ones like Jupiter and things. There's going to be like little tiny ones that like Pluto used to be a planet, right? There could be like things like that. That might be a couple, I don't know, like a couple hundred of just like little tiny planets that just have a little bit of resources, right? Yeah, no, I, I think this game has no man's sky to look at as yep. an example of how to do this um so i'm hoping 
they can do a better job than when that game first released. I know now it's kind of like a different story. Now it's a little more fleshed out than it was before. But they, again, this is territory that, that's kind of tough to conquer. Um, will this be as successful as Fallout and the Elder Scroll franchises? What do you think? What do you think in here? I, I think it's going to be similar to how, like you said, No Man's Sky when it first launched kind of had like negative reviews and since yeah. then with you know with patches and just new updates it's it's got like a new following all like all over again so it might be like that but they're going to take some of the things that no man's sky did wrong and i think they're going to have like a bit of a head start so i, I think it's gonna do well i don't know if it's gonna be as big as those two franchises but i think it's gonna be another mainline one for them yeah i i have to really see because it is again new it's, it's the first game of its kind but yeah. it did kind of mesh the the gameplay of fallout like the, the way that the the shooter aspect is it's very fallouty right but you also had the pack where you could like jump on your jetpack and shoot in the air and you have air combat um yeah. i thought that was really cool so i liked that the fact that they're kind of taking things from their old franchises and, and kind of putting it into this so it's like some familiarity with that um i i think this game is 100 going to be a hit Oh, I just yeah. don't know if if it can sustain it as far as as the other ones could because it's not a established IP yet in a sense where you have the Elder Scrolls series. Obviously, you they've been running for a long time. Fallout series yep. have been running for a long time. This has not been running for a, fall, a long time, so we'll have to see. Um, well, like, is there there's, anything? There's games compared to, like you said, like there's No Man's Sky that's out there. Um, Elden Scrolls is another one, like you said. So they know what works, and they have games under their belt that they know, you know, pieces of it that they can implement in this. So if they combine all these things together, like you said, it could have a, a little gem here. So yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, what would make you get this day one? Any 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 day one? Anything that you can see a trailer that the, came the, out would be like, damn, I gotta get this. The trailer was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I guess the only thing that I think the the announcement was kind of missing was okay. I, I was always a big fan of the old school E3s and there was like a fan reaction and stuff. I don't know. Something about that really gets me going. And Ooh, We're going to talk about that later too for in-game chat. So. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But like that, yeah, that yeah. does something for me, man. Just it gets like the goosebumps going, right? But I don't know. Like, Trailer-wise, like there was nothing wrong with the trailer at all. I was going to say, I think this would be a fantastic game for you to stream. Because you'll be exploring all those different planets and you'll yeah, be finding these be. new things. I think you'll, you'll, you have a personality to like make it fun to be like, oh, what is this? What is this? This is cool. You know, like, I think this is going to be a very, very streamer heavy game. Oh, it definitely will be. And like I said, that, may, that might be one reason why I maybe don't do it initially because the competition is going to just be crazy for it, right? So, no, you're better than everyone, man. Trust me. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so good. Come on. You know? Silly. Um, Silly. <laughs> but yes, again, this is obviously going to be a, probably a day one for me just because it's I've never really passed up on these type of games before. Again, yeah. this is going to suck my life for a while. And the, the only problem I have with these big games is that you get fatigued. You can get fatigued really fast. Right? I, yeah. El, uh, Elden Ring. I beat that in like three weeks to a month, but I like beasted in that game. I was like, I That's just want to get this man. done so I don't have to yep. think about it anymore. And I'm like, now I don't have to think about it anymore. I'm done. I'm done. So like this game, I don't know. I might, it might put me in the, 
the ground because I'll, <laughs> I'll be addicted to it because I just want to get them over with. I, the thing is, I don't know, like, if you were to complete this, I don't know what that what that means to complete a game like this, but is there any replayability in it? Like, just to go around just visiting these planets just for shits and giggles or what? I think maybe in a couple of years, because I think people always come back to Skyrim. They always come back to Fallout. They always come back gotcha. to... Uh, think about how many times they've released Skyrim. Yeah. There's probably, sure. like, realistically 20 different releases at this point now. So yeah, I think point. this is definitely a future game for them. And for me, where is going to be the new Elden, uh, Elder Scrolls? They're working on this game. Is is Elder Scrolls going to be 6 coming out soon? You don't know. I don't know, man. They might have just tied up the resources with this, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we might not see this for, for a very, very long time after this, but maybe this will kind of hold us over for a couple more years until we actually see that yeah. game. Yeah, like I said, I think people are going to be playing this game for a little bit. Yeah, so with that being said, dude, another piece of news came out, and Capcom had a showcase, right? They yes, showed some new updates on previously announced games, um this week they gave us some neat updates on some of their, their new stuff man we got a crap ton of resident evil news i was just gonna go through it really quick man uh yeah we got a new dlc for resident evil village uh it's called shadows of rose we also have a mercenary mode which will allow you to play as lady Dimitrescu. do you know who that is that's that big chick <laughs> that's that big chick that's that big bitch yeah. yep mm-hmm. that, that's her yep she, you'll be able to actually play as her, which is kind of nuts if you think about that it. That is nuts, man. That's them. That's like them listening to the fans. Like people want to yeah. play as her so bad. I don't know why. What could? Yeah. Why could they ever want to play as this big bitch? You know, people have some weird fantasy. <laughs> they're they're just know. saving the fans time to like you know hack it and put a different yep. ROM in for or something, right? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, I can't. I could just see it now. It's just a week goes by, and we're just already going to see crazy stuff happening. It's going to be rough, dude. They they know they know they know what they're doing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and it's going to offer third person mode. So as you I said, think that's kind of cool, man. That, that kind of goes back to its roots a little bit. So I kind of like that. I like that they're able to kind of go back and forth between first person and third person with their titles. Yep. Right. Um. And speaking of that. They're also going to have a multiplayer game releasing as well. So there's actually going to be Resident Evil multiplayer. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to play, but seems kind of interesting to me, right? Yeah, you're talking about Resident Evil versus, right? Yes, Resident Evil versus. Versus, yes. Yeah. So I think that'll be pretty cool. If they make it kind of like a Left 4 Dead, like survival, like Call of Duty Zombie, I think that would actually be a cool take on it versus just like putting you against the superhuman people against each other. And just you said the right words, or you said Call of Duty Zombies. I was thinking if I if I can get some Call of Duty Zombies vibes from like Black Ops, and I can get my like my brother, my friends involved, man, they could be could be fun. Yeah, you pick your favorite characters from all the Resident Evil, man, and you put them all together, and you just kind of kind of surviving the zombie horde. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad at all, man. Especially if like. I don't know, a little bit of couch play with my brother, like I said, play a little online with some friends, man. It could be a couple good nights. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much enough about Resident Evil. They also showed some Street Fighter, but we didn't really get a ton of new info. It's just like stuff on previously announced characters. So nothing too big there. Um, that game looks incredible, so I can't wait to play that. Uh, there's a game called Exo Primal that got a new gameplay 
trailer from what i got from from exo primal it looks like anthem but with dinosaurs <laughs> exactly and upon research like you'll, you'll hear the developer say it's got nothing to do with dino crisis stop asking us <laughs> i don't know capcom dinosaurs you dino crisis hey, like it's just it's i just mean a thing. they don't have her as like an unlockable character or something man they're doing something wrong exactly what was her name do you remember her name i have no idea <laughs> the red hair chick right the red hair chick man yeah um, we also got new details about Monster Hunter Rise, new DLC. Yeah. So that was pretty much it for the Capcom showcase. Again, it wasn't anything new. Um, it was actually really funny. I was on uh, Facebook, and you know how they have like people that post about games and stuff like that, and people are like, oh, I'm so disappointed the Capcom showcase didn't show new Devil May Cry, and I'm a huge Devil May Cry fan. And I was like, they specifically said that it's only on upcoming announced titles and i was like is yeah. devil make the new devil may cry is that an announced title no it's not so just like go with this expectation that listen to what they're saying versus being like there's going to be this big surprise it'd be crazy if they did but at the same time like most... this is an opportunity where they have people's eyes on them right a lot of people were watching this and they, they would have like stood out amongst the other developers if like, yeah, we're just doing games you guys all know about. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, wait a second. There's one more and then something new. Like, man, I'd, I'd get the hype going for something that they're they're working on. Even if it's like, oh. hey, guys, it's still a ways away, but here's a little taste. That goes a long way, dude. This E3 uh, conversation we're going to have later is going to it's going to be juicy, man. I'm telling you. It's yes, it is. Real good. So on this news topic here. Is this the best time ever to be a Resident Evil fan? We have, you got a new DLC coming for Village, which is such a fun game. Uh, you got Resident Evil 4 remake coming out. Yeah. Like, is this a good time to be a Resident Evil fan? I, th- I think it's a great time just to be, a, even Capcom, just a Capcom fan. If you're if you're down for Street Fighter, if you're down for Resident Evil and things like this, brand new IPs, I mean, they're, they're giving you everything you can possibly want, right? Except, I guess, right. except the Devil May Cry, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering. It's okay. It's okay. We had our last Devil May Cry, I think, in 2018. So I, it's, it's, I can wait a little longer. It's okay. Yeah, you can, you can chill just a minute. But no, they're, they're definitely, uh, they're giving the fans of Capcom what the fans of Capcom want. I don't know if they're doing anything that's going to draw in new fans. But if you're already invested in this, man, this is just gravy for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited for Resident Evil uh, 4. Like that. Yeah. I love that game going up, and I know that game has been like ported a thousand times, but we actually it's, it's are honestly, getting... It looked great. The trailer looked great, but it's not a game that, in, in top of my head, I would think that need needed like a remake. It just seems like it's still kind of fresh, right? Right, like Last of Us 2. Or Last, yeah. of, Us, Last of Us, like Last of Us. Like, that didn't really need a remake, because yeah, it, it's, it was fine. It was fine the way it was. Like, I can go in today and go play it, and I'll still have a good experience. It doesn't feel exactly. archaic. Make like yeah. a remake for like Metal Gear. Like, come on, people want that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like you oh. said, like they they know what what titles are theirs. Like especially in like the Resident Evil like universe, they know which titles people have gravitated towards. That's why they've remade it, not remade it, sorry, but ported it like multiple times. So it's like it's just it's an easy money maker for them. Yeah, I, I think so too. And it's gonna be, I think, on VR at one point as well. So. Oh yeah, it will, it will be. Yes, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm excited to kind of go back again. It's been a, such a long time since I went and played that game, so going back to it now with it being prettier and having the mechanics like from the the Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, um, I think it's going to be really refreshing. Yeah, it's weird though gonna... that they haven't done like one yet. 
Are they, are they waiting they, on that one? Yeah, they didn't give one that same treatment as two, three, and now what four is going to be getting. Um, I yeah, don't. Like, I, I know they the, did the, the GameCube last one was ones. the GameCube, right? Yeah, the GameCube, but it also kind of had those controls. So really, we you know the Resident Evil controls that it, it just kind of like you know made me think it's kind of weird that they went two, three. They're doing four. Five feels like it just came out yesterday, so they don't have to do five. But they just completely skipped one. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have the same updated graphics. I think that's something they're maybe holding off for now. Do you think they're not doing one because of the setting? Because it was kind of in a mansion and that was more of a a scary game, quote unquote. So it's going to be like it won't feel the same if you're playing it now in an updated setting. I think Resident Evil 2 worked because you were in a police station and you kind of knew there was an outbreak happening. So there was a lot of gunfights, a lot of stuff that needed that. Whereas I feel like in Resident Evil 1, it was a slower game. You were in the mansion. You kind of had to figure the puzzles in the mansion. So I, giving that the third person treatment, I don't know if it would be the same because it wouldn't have as much of that heavy gunplay. I don't know. Yeah, that's Maybe. true. And, and that's, what, that's what gamers nowadays are kind of gravitating towards. So it would be a, a tougher sell, but I don't know. If, you, if, you, if you're sitting there with a Resident Evil collection on your shelf, it would look kind of weird with two up. Might right, be, but... yeah. I'll tell you to this day, if they come out with a new Resident Evil 1, right, the remake or whatever, that part where the dogs like jump through the window, it's probably <laughs> still gonna. Sc- it's probably still gonna get me. It's probably gonna still scare the shit out of me, even though I know it's coming. Bear with me for one second. I want to show you something funny. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you got for this? us, dude? I picked this up a couple of years ago. So it was Resident Evil oh, Six Anthology. Resident right? Evil Six. I was so so disappointed when I, I opened it up and I was like, how did they fit all the games on one disc? Didn't realize it was all like digital downloads for one to five. Oh, it's and, such a uh, scam. It's such a scam, right? Once yeah, it's such it, a scam, dude. They're you like, we can't like return it because... Yeah, they're like, we, we didn't know if, you know, we can't tell if you downloaded it already, so we can't return it. And then I was like, it's fine. I downloaded them all. And Resident Evil 1 was literally the one from the PS1. I was like, dude, it's not even the remake? Like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, so no. it got me dirty twice. Hey, so. Okay, so while we're on the topic of Resident Evil, real quick, before you know yeah. we get off of it, but what did you think of 6? Six was fun. I thought it was fun. I mean, it, it's it's one of the ones that kind of got, I don't think, as much attention as the other ones. I think five, I looked at the sales recently. I think five was like the top selling one of all time still. But six is like a, it's like an underrated gem. I liked it. Honestly, I haven't yeah. even played eight yet. I haven't got there yet. Eight? Oh, you have, you have, uh, Village. Village is great, dude. I loved Village. Yeah. It's, they went back to kind of their roots of it being kind of kind of scary. It, again, it was uh they did it with seven seven is kind of when they went first person for the first time. But yep. Village w- was such a great game. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I think they can kind of go back and forth between the first person and third person. They they kind of seems like they yep. perfected it. Um, and I'm happy. That was so cool. That was like a, a freaking down memory lane. Like looking at that <laughs> anthology. <laughs> so yeah, they hustled me. <laughs> they did they did they got you good just a bunch of dl just just codes not even the discs i literally have um, a ps3 that's a resident evil machine now like i couldn't put anything else on it, it sucks that's whatever it's a cool at least it's a cool looking case yeah exactly yeah, you got that you know <laughs> so back to on street fighter you're gonna get a day one no not even close really yeah i might get it on day like i don't know 700 <laughs> like okay it, it, it doesn't even speak to me honestly like you are right. The graphics look great on it, but they don't look much different from what I've seen in like five, right? I know they're better, 
But to me, they just they don't they don't jump jump out and say like, "Hey, you have to buy me now because of this." I, I, was, I was watching the trailer again today just to kind of get a refresher for this year, and just little things that kind of turn me off when it comes to fighting games is like the background characters that are like they're watching yeah, dudes do go, these like go, go. they're watching dudes do these like superhuman abilities, and they're just kind of like back there going like, "Hey, like it's like, like a sports game or something." Right? You like want to see him be like, like, oh, shit, Ryu just did a fucking... <laughs> yeah, like a, a Hadouken, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, fuck it. They're, they're not even hyped for it, and I'm supposed to be hyped for it. Like, come on, man, they're, they're right there. I actually haven't heard that take on it. That's That was really good. <laughs> I, I'll look for that. Every time I watch the trailers now, I'll be like, damn, these guys should be acting crazier, you know? But maybe yeah. they're used to it. Maybe they're just there, like... There's literally, like, like, I, there was literally one guy just kind of staring off in the distance. There's a fight right in front of you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so that's the reason why Kevin's not getting Street Fighter Six is because the background characters don't give a shit, and it, it just takes the immersion out for you, right? You just that's that's it, you know. <laughs> Dude, it, it, like it's not just Street Fighter. Like I literally, I just beat Pokemon Shield again for like the third or fourth time. I just beat Jesus Leon Christ. as a bug trainer, and I'm looking at the the crowd, and the crowd is all blur. Like there, there's nothing going on there. There's no expression in the crowd, and it's just you just hear like a faint like in the background and there's nothing there it just feels so void right i don't know i need some personality listen developers you heard it you heard it here first put some give some magic some some life to uh your backgrounds <laughs> when people are fine think of like dragon ball z if you're watching ever dragon ball z and they're playing the world tournament people are going crazy in the back like oh my god you just did a freaking spirit bomb you know that's what we need exactly that's what we need but it was also weird too that they're like announcing I don't know how you pronounce it. I always said Gaiu, but they're announcing Gaiu as a character. I'm like, wh- why wouldn't he be a character? Guile. Like, well, I think it's Guile. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've always said Gaiu, so I'm going to say Gaiu. <laughs> um, but Guile, I'll say Guile. Okay. But, yeah, Gaiu. Like, we'll say Gaiu for you. Just for you, Gaiu. <laughs> how, how, how is that an announcement? How is, how is Guile not always in Street Fighter? I'm a Jean-Claude hey. Van Damme fan, by the way. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe because they just want to keep you on your toes and be like, not everyone's going to be here that you know but we all know that everyone will be here that you love because that's street fighters they're not gonna be game. here man like what's the point right like if you're if you're a blanka fan and they don't bring blanka you're like come on man what's going on so yeah exactly so last thing about capcom do you think they're going to be acquired by any of the big guys eventually or do you think they're kind of going to be their own thing forever uh yeah i i, I would say eventually all these guys are gonna get snatched up and then new developers will kind of be you know the up-and-comers on the side but um, I think it's a ways away, and I think I think they can kind of hold their own right now. But if someone comes knocking yeah. on the door with you know an offer in the billions, I mean they're they're gonna jump like everybody else, right? Right, and I, I think it's gonna be a little harder with the Japanese companies just because they have a ton of history behind them. So I yeah. think I don't think it will be just money for for them. I think it'll be more of like how are you gonna take care of these games? Like how are you gonna still keep? what we are alive versus making everything a corporate decision. I mean, don't get me wrong. It happens too as uh, you know, that they're smaller, but I think that for the Japanese uh, developers, it, it's a little different, right? For them. Like, yeah. And I don't really think there has been a ton of people grabbing Japanese developers, right? Square Enix is still there. People have been talking about people jumping on them, but nothing has happened yet. Capcom's another one where people like they they could buy Konami too. Like, People want to get Metal Gear away from Konami, but no one has come up and be like, we want to buy it off of you, you know? So, yeah. The, the price tag has to reflect what they think they're going to get back in terms of, like, sales. And yeah. things like Metal Gear, like, they, they do have a huge fan base, but I don't know if it's, like, I don't know, worth billions, <laughs> honestly, in my opinion. But 
Right, right, right. Exactly. I mean, how much can it actually make? There's only a finite amount of people that are that fan, you know? But... Yeah. Well, enough about Capcom. We have one final news peek of the of the week, and it's a Final Fantasy VII event. Showed yes, off Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Reunion. We were shown Crisis Core Final Fantasy Reunion, an HD remake of the PSP's Crisis Core, which was a yes, pre- prequel to Final Fantasy VII. It's coming out this winter on everything. Pretty dope. Everything. I'm so excited everything. to see that because I'm still trying to grow the Switch collection. So when I seen that, I was like, fucking hey, we're good. Let's go. Let's go. Right? Exactly. And not only did we see that, we finally got a glimpse of Final Fantasy uh, Remake Part 2, and it's called Final yep. Fantasy VII Rebirth. We got to see Cloud and Sephiroth walking together towards a mountain in real gameplay. It seems like the game is going to continue to rewrite Final Fantasy VII's original story. This game will be out next winter. All right, dude. First off, how pumped were you about this? These trailers. Well, I got this ready. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Alright, so I had this in my background for a while now. Alright, so he is unveiling a poster of Zack Fair in all his glory. It's a little roll-up poster that you hang up on the wall. That is what we're seeing right now. Top shelf back here is all Pokemon. Everything on that side is all Final Fantasy, dude. So So I didn't know you were such a big Final Fantasy fan. It's just harder to stream. That's the only problem, right? Like, the games are long. There's a lot of dialogue. It's rough, right? Like, I did a couple of them. Like, dude, I I think I've read for like 45 minutes. I don't think I battled anybody. So, it's just a tough one to stream when people are watching. We, uh, we, I tried streaming Zodiac Age, and there's a part where like they took out part of the the video because one song that plays in the background for one desert part was like, you can't do this because it's copyright. And I'm like, that, that's a song, just that one part. That's the only one that we can't use. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I haven't hard streamed games. a uh, Square Enix game yet that I have had a copyright claim on. That, that's that's a fact. You just have to turn it on. You just have to mute it. That's that's how you do it. But then, like, that's the point. You like want to hear like the nostalgic that's the music. music. <laughs> yeah, if I'm playing like Final Fantasy IX. I want that background music, right? That's the whole point. I mean, I'm not monetized, so it doesn't make a big difference. But at the same time, it's kind of crappy, right? Yes, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But, it's like free yeah, advertising for Square Enix. Exactly. Like, oh, what's this song? You know, come on, come on, yeah. Square Enix. Let us let us just do our thing. But <laughs> why? So you're excited about this. Which one are you more excited for more out of these two? I'm more excited for the sequel to the Final Fantasy VII Remake only because, like you said, they're rewriting the story, so it's not going to be the same thing rehashed, which I'm I'm actually in favor of. I'm, I'm not one of these guys that says same. a remake has to be like shot for shot. Like, you see my take on Brilliant Diamond, Shine, and Pearl. Let's do something different, man. We don't need the exact same game, right? So I like that they're taking it in a different direction. They, you know, they obviously changed the battle style and all those things, but the the remake of crisis core like it's i've got crisis core right over here somewhere i've already got it i've already played it like i know what to expect i think i think the remake is almost going to be like you know shot for shot just updated graphics so less excited for that one but i'll still pick it up and for people that haven't that didn't experience it like i know kelvin he didn't play crisis core he never got to i don't think he ever had a psp so for people that never ever actually got to play that game and trust me you probably sh- should play that game if you're a Final Fantasy fan, and and, and that game, like that game, made me cry. I was a teenager when I, and I, I was like, "There's a part in there." I'm not gonna spoil it, but that game made no, me no. cry. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Honestly, die, you know, when you're looking at all the um, the consoles that's available for, one of them I noticed was Steam. I know you guys have a Steam Deck on the way. 
So that's going to yeah. be a perfect game for it. Exactly. Kelvin actually texted me before we uh, we started <laughs> this, and he's just like, "Dude, Final Fantasy uh, reunion is like I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, play that gonna on my Steam Deck." He's like, "Perfect for it," and I'm like, "Yeah, man, I- I'm so happy they did that. I'm glad they didn't just pigeon it to pigeonhole it to the PS5 because I've been like, yeah. come on, like it's not that extensive of a game. Like, just just get, let everyone enjoy that game." Um, yeah. For sure. want to see Zach's story. Yeah, and honestly, it's a smart play to, to kind of push it out to other platforms because the Final Fantasy VII Remake sequel, or Part Two um, that's exclusively PS5. So give everybody a little bit of taste of Final Fantasy VII, and then if people want more, like, for Sony, it makes perfect sense, right? Right. It's Now you gave them the entry point. Here's Now, do you think it's going to be a full $60 game? God, man. I think Honestly, it is. probably, man. Because yeah, when you say sixty dollar game, that, that means it's seventy nine ninety nine over here. Um, oh, it, it shouldn't be because in its original form, it never was right. Like a PSP yeah. game back in the day was only like what thirty nine ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine. So it shouldn't yeah, be, but I mean, it will be. You know it. Yeah, I mean, think of any remake that comes out now; it's still the same price of, of a regular game, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm still going to spend the money because I'm a fan. But yeah, I mean, screw you. The exceptions <laughs> might be like when they recently did. Um, what did they recently do? Chrono Cross. That one was not a full price, like eighty dollar game. So if they keep it in line with things like that, you might see it as like a forty dollar title, which I think would be good. That'd be awesome if they could keep it at that price point. I would yeah. be amazed. I don't think they're going to just because they know people will pay the money, like us, because we're yeah. fans. But that would be nice for them to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's got FF Seven on it. Once they like stamp that, man, they're just printing money. So. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, and. I'm just super pumped that people are going to actually be able to, to play this game finally. And I, I, it's it's a game you actually need to know to get the full story of the Final Fantasy VII world. Like, you need to know who Zack Fair is. You need to know how he, how he was as, as a character and how Sephiroth came to be as... Why, why did he snap? What happened? And it shows you in, in this game. Exactly. And you see these important characters like Genesis, Genesis and Angeal and... Like I said, you, you need to know these characters to fully get the full thing, and I'm just exactly. I'm just super excited to go back in. It's it's one of those prequels that didn't like bastardize the franchise. Like it, it added a lot of lore to it, and I think the the franchise is better for it. A hundred percent. What'd you think of the gameplay? Gameplay was cool at the time. It felt jarring because again, it's a it's a prequel Final Fantasy VII, so you're expecting something, but they gave you something different, and it wasn't a bad thing. Like I said, if you're gonna improve upon something that's already existing great but if you're just gonna like do something completely different that you know pisses people off then not so much but they did a good yeah. job i think so too i think like i said the, the gameplay might feel a little dated when you do play it yeah obviously because you're, you're taking a psp game and you're porting it over to everything and again the psp only had one joystick it didn't have two so it's gonna be a little wonky but regardless it looks fine i'm cool with it and let's talk about final fantasy 7 the, yes, the part two the rebirth, uh, rebirth, rebirth. Yes. Then now, now they're getting confusing. They're getting Kingdom Hearts shit. They're getting like Kingdom Hearts with like their names now, like Chain of Memories, Three and a Half. Yeah, Days or something. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> days one hundred and thirty-seven over thirty-two. Um, yeah. But them. yeah. So what did you think of that trailer? I mean, it was very short and didn't really show too much. But what do you think? I mean, like you said, the trailer's short. But if you know the story, you kind of know where they're walking up towards. You, you know what's going on. Um, 
gameplay is going to be very similar to the first part. I can't see them deviating too much from it because if you're if you're coming directly from the first part and going to the second part and it's completely different, it doesn't make any sense. So exactly. I think it's going to be very similar to that. It's just you're getting the continued story, and it's going to just be interesting to see what they do with it and how they change it. I, I it's funny when I saw that when I was wa- seeing those two walking together, it is exactly kind of how I imagine it when I was a kid playing the game in that part. And that was just like mind blowing for me to actually see it in the way it was kind of imagined in my brain as a kid. Um, and when you actually get to control it and you're doing, it, you're like, how is this happening right now? <laughs> like what, <laughs> how, how is this real life? You know? Well, it's funny though, because as a kid, like obviously if you go back and watch, look at the original Final Fantasy seven, like obviously it's dated as hell. But as a kid, we must have had better imaginations because it always felt vibrant at the time. Like you're looking at these like still like cinematic like backgrounds. Right. So you're, like, you're trying to be like, how does this look like if it was in real life? You know? Exactly. Right. So but back then, like to me, it was like, man, this looks amazing. You look at it now. It's like, Jesus, man, it's like Minecraft. <laughs> but yeah, right. Exactly. That's 100 percent. When you go back to the original, you're like, how did I ever. Like, yeah. What I had, I had an imagination. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. It's like I really did have one. That's it. Just, just even even the character models that just kind of ran around. They're like four different blocks, and it's just yeah. like, dude, in my head, I don't remember them being blocks, but they're blocks, kid. So, and now I no, like, see like now now you can see it the way the developers when they're imagining it and trying to put it into a game. They're like, this is what they were trying to do then, with what they had then. So right, and then I hate to, you know I hate to be this guy, but so what they look like now. And we think like, oh my god, this looks incredible. Think of like twenty years from now. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a time <laughs> where they gonna... just hire actors. That's what's exactly. gonna happen just, eventually. It's just gonna be deep fakes everywhere. It's just that's what's gonna be. It's just gonna be someone yeah. flaking as cloud. That's it. That's it. Um, we're also getting Final Fantasy 16 next year. <laughs> so it's like, nuts, dude. how are they juggling releasing two Megaton titles? In the same year, you got Final Fantasy 16, which looks ridiculous. It looks insane. And then you have yep. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Rebirth, yeah. Like, what are you thinking, Square Enix? You guys are crazy. They, they must have a huge team. Like, I, I don't know what the ins and outs of how they run their business, but they must have like a million people working there, dude. Like, I, I don't know how they're doing it, but both games look great. It doesn't look like there's any like shortcomings on either one. So they're doing no. something right. I would Maybe say they're, this they're is borrowing like, elements from either one. Yeah, I would say this is the best time ever to be a Final Fantasy seven, or just a Final Fantasy fan in general. Like we eating good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, so even I'm, like I'm really if you're a fan of the classics, they're always putting the classics on sale, so they're they're still kind of you know servicing that customer base as well. But again, when they're, when they're pushing out these remakes and they're making these brand new games that look this great, I mean, it's hard to complain, right? Yeah, and then again, I have to I have to say this, but we have to talk about Square Enix possibly getting purchased, right? This is a very yep. Kelvin question, but um, <laughs> he, lo- he lo- you know he loves his game industry stuff. But yes, um, do you think that Square Enix would want to be bought? I don't think so. No, no, they're I think so I, strict I, and so like holding on to her product. They're like, no, we don't. We're, we're not going to get micromanaged under someone else. Like we're doing things our way. So yeah, they'll make exceptions. Like they'll, they'll make uh, exclusive contracts, like for the PS5 and things like that. Um, in the past, they did titles for like just exclusively for Nintendo, like the uh, the Crystal Chronicles series, things like that. 
but they, I think they like having the control over like where their games go and like how that direction goes. I, I can't see them. I mean, like I said, man, money money talks. I, I think if the right dollar amount came into any of these developers, they're going to jump. So. You think so? You think yeah, that? I think so. But I, I don't think the number would ever be high enough for like Capcoms and the Square Enixes of the world. So if there was a person that would purchase them, it would probably be Sony, right? I don't know, man. Xbox is throwing around some money too, right? So I'd <laughs> be but, weird. I feel like that'd be weird if Xbox purchased Square Enix. It would, it'd be just, very it would weird. feel dirty. It would feel almost dirty. I'd be like, that's yeah. that's that's naughty. Like that's that's not supposed to happen. But at the same time, they're they're kind of trading like developers that are notoriously known for like main Sony titles or main Xbox titles. They're kind of flipping now, right? So you never know. Like I always associate Square Enix with Sony. But it'd be a shocker if Xbox bought them and it'd be like, God damn it, what's happening? Yeah, my head would explode. I think my head would actually explode <laughs> if that would. happened. Yeah. But that's enough news for this week, man. Thank you so much for uh, for chiming in and, and giving your input on it. But yeah, that's the news. Let's get into some in-game chat. Nice. So for this week's in-game chat, Kevin, I ask you a question. And the question is, with Summer Game Fest coming to a close, right? After seeing everything that happened, did we really need E3 all along? I know it's coming back next year, but did this kind of show us the crowd that like, wow, we actually do need E3 or vice versa. We didn't really need E3. What is your take? Did you think that E3, Summer Game Fest was a poor replacement for E3? What are your thoughts? It's tough to say anything's a poor replacement because we're still kind of transitioning through like the COVID times, right? So anything that they're willing to try to do and put out, I'm always in favor of. Um, I don't think it's as good as E3. So I think it left fans wanting more. And I think when E3 comes back next year, I think it's going to just blow the fucking roof off, man. You think so? You think yeah, it's just gonna, I, people are going to lose their shit? They're, people are going to lose their shit. They're going to be like, I, I think they're going to demand that these developers like, hey man, come with your like your big guns. Like we don't we don't want your like shit we already know about. Like give give us some new stuff, right? Because they're gonna want to prove a point. Because now they kind of have a bit of a competitor when it comes to this the space, and I think they're gonna like remind you guys what E three is. So how did they convince Sony and Nintendo to come back to E three? Because I think that was when E three was at its best. Was when yep. you had. Those big players, you had Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, all there, all having their shows, all giant spectacles, and you kind of like put them against each other. I know now it's kind of different. They kind of want to do things at their own pace, and they're like, it's cheaper for them to do this, but what would it take for E3 to be like, dude, like, you got to come back. Like, we need this, we need this excitement back in the gaming industry. Well, I mean, even with what just happened, like, they just look at the numbers, like, people are watching it. So, there, there's there's previous years history they, they know people have watched e3 they know like there must be a translation or like a correlation when it comes to like you know the hype at e3 versus the sales of games i think knowing that there's been you know a bit of a hiatus when it comes to like these games being like launched everything's been like put on delay and stuff i think they're gonna be like man come with your big hitters and i think i mean sales have always been high for games but i think there's a lot of games coming out that they can really really push and i think e3 is known to be the platform for that yeah, I think we're, we we kind of with everything going remote, everything being, being digital now, 
we kind of lost the spectacle of everything. I mean, think of like the movie theaters. Like there's the yep. only big movies that come out. There's only a few movies out in movie theaters now. There, there, there's only a handful where there used to be maybe you know ten, a bunch of movies at a time. But now it's only the ones that are meant to kind of be seen on the big screen, right? And yeah. I think for games, it's the same thing. It's it's becoming where everyone's just like, you know what? Just we're just gonna show you it on our own thing, and just here you go. Here's a stream. And don't get me wrong, people get excited, but you were saying before the reveal of like the screen is black. You have people in a crowd, and you see the crowd, Dude. and then they you just see Final Fantasy Rebirth come out, and you just hear the crowd go ballistic, ah! and you go, ah! it was just like you said. In the video game, in the the fighting games, the crowd's just yep. like, mm, you know, you want it, you want that excitement, you want to get, you want to be part of it, and I think that's what E three brings uh, to people. Yeah, it's it's almost like for video games, it's like Comic Con, right? Like they'll they'll show you a brand new trailer of a movie, and the crowd's reaction is sometimes what gets you excited. You're like, oh my god, man! Like, so I mean, that happened for me a lot of times when it comes to like the you know, game announcements and stuff. So. I, I think that's what they need to go back to. I honestly, I'm not faulting. Um, Summerfest or Summerfest or yeah, it was a Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest. Yes, I'm not yeah. faulting them because they, they probably had restrictions still. They probably like, they couldn't have X amount of people. It would it would sound terrible if there's like 20 people in the crowd just going like yeah, right? Yeah, is that, it, right? <laughs> that that wouldn't work, right? So right, I think that that kind of like hindered their performance. But you know what? They they could be a player next year if they're deciding to go head to head with E3. Um, you might say, hey, you know what? Like Nintendo might go here, Sony might go there. So you know, it'll draw eyes both ways. Yeah, I, I would really love to see an E three again with everyone involved. I think that would be so much fun. Think of how much hype that would be in the gaming community if we heard like Nintendo and PlayStation will be back for E three next year. Yeah, like you know, they're gonna bring their A game, and there's there's gonna be some banana shit being revealed. It's a, it's a competitive market, and I remember things in the past. Like I, I can't remember this exactly because I never watched this one live, but I always remember there's there was something like either Xbox or PlayStation went up first and announced like the new console coming out, and they put a price tag on it. And then the, the competitor came behind them and, and set a lower price. And people were like, oh, my God, right? So it's like they, they could play with people's emotions with things like that. Um, yeah, like if your competitor is not going to show their, their ace, you could walk in and you could just steal the show. So... I think things like that are going to be kind of cool. But you get, like I said, you got to get all three of the big players back. If it's just Sony and you know Microsoft and Nintendo stay home, it's not going to really work. Exactly. You, I'm sorry, like Ubisoft and EA, it doesn't hold the same weight as those guys. Uh, no matter what, like forever, it's always going to be those three. Those are the three that people are always going to be paying attention to. And that's that's pretty much it. Like Because now Microsoft has Blizzard, so they're out of the game in a sense. Like They're not going to have yep. their own thing. You know, um, I really want that to happen. I really want that that spectacle again. And I think it was it was Chazzy. Uh, he's been on the show before, yeah. and we were, we were talking to him, and he said this. He's like, make it into like a thing, like have like a a band or orchestra or like some kind of sh- make it a show, like make it a yeah. spectacle for everyone to see. You don't need to just it be just games. Make it like something that's like worth watching, and you're having fun time, and you have artists come in and, and do do a do a rendition of something like everyone loves a square enix orchestra like they love the freaking like nobody hates that so no more of that i think would be good 
for these for these type of shows. Yeah, I mean, just think back like not too long ago when Keanu Reeves walked out. People lost their fucking minds, man. Like things like that. It'd be different if like if we just watched this presentation in I don't know, Matthew McConaughey walks out, people would just be like like okay, like there's there's no crowd, there's nothing. It's just like, oh, there's just a new actor out there, but like if you could drum up the interest of the crowd there, like I said, you could feel it through the screen. Think, think of cyberpunk, right? That's what yeah. got people excited for cyberpunk is because they were it was in person and Keanu showed up and people were like, oh my god, exactly, you know, lost their shit over it. Yeah, but it, but so, it, again, if we just seen a, a trailer just now, cyberpunk never existed, and we just saw that trailer like you know a week ago. It's gonna be like it doesn't have the same effect at all, man. Right? No, hundred percent. So I guess we can both agree on that. E three need we need E three. It needs to make a comeback. Yeah, Summer Game Fest wasn't a good replacement. No, again, it 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 did its job, right? It did its job. Yes, it, it, did, it did. You're right. You're 100. It gave us the information. It got us excited for new titles. It did its job, but it yep. could be better. It could 100 be better, but it still gave a, a good platform for uh, some of these developers to actually have a, a chance to shine. Um, E3, like I said, if if done properly, they're going to blow them out of the water. But we'll see. Yeah. So we'll have to see for for next year E3 if if it's going to be. I'm speaking into existence. Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox will all be part of E3 next year. Stop with the E3 Nintendo direction. 2023, right? Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's just, just, just try it for one year. Try it for one year. Go come back for E3 for one year. And oh, oh, here we go. Last thing. Imagine if they actually go in depth about Breath of the Wild 2 at E3. Like they Dude. have an actual like gameplay demo you can actually play. Oh my god. Ooh. Dude, it'd, it'd be crap. nuts. Nintendo seems to be obsessed with these Nintendo Directs, but to me, they feel so cold, right? Yeah, it's the same format over and over again. It's just like, check this out, and just a snap. And <laughs> <Yeah>. That's it. <laughs> and, There's nothing to um, them, man. It's almost like expected, you know? And even the, the Pokemon announcement, like, they're exciting, but you know what's going to happen. You know exactly what they're going to show. They're going to show the new yeah. things, and it's it's the same. So we need we need some more of that excitement. Yeah, for sure. So. That ends our in-game chat for today. But before we go, Kevin, I got a little trivia for you. So we're going to do some gaming on. duo trivia. Let me find it. There it is. You guys have been killing <laughs> with the trivia, by the way. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So since it's just you today, we're just going to test you because I feel like it wouldn't be fair if we didn't give you some trivia. All right. So my first question for you, Mr. Kevin, a.k.a. Bingeworthy Gaming. When did Crisis Core come out on the PSP? This is multiple choice. Okay. 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. 10 seems too new. Um, am I allowed to look behind me? <laughs> you are um, not allowed to look behind. You're I, no cheating. Um, I'm going to say 2007. You, sir, are... Correct. It is 2007. Good job, dude. I graduated yeah. 2005, and I remember playing that shortly after graduating, right? So, Okay, okay. Yeah, because 2010 is way too early. That's, there's no way. Yeah, I was just like, that seems like not that long ago. All right. Next question. What is the name of, president's, of the president's daughter you were trying to save in Resident Evil 4? You just have to give me her first name. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> did you Did you play um, Resident Evil Four? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Um, shit. She's a blonde so chick. Long, I'm helping you out here. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I could see her. She's in my head. I see her. She had big ears. As a, teen- as a teenager, I could I could see her, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Her, her name's... Her name's uh, give me something. Me. You got. I'll give you five seconds. Two, three, four, five. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say Alice just because Resident Evil, but I know I'm wrong. Oh, you're so close. You're actually pretty close. <clears throat> it is Ashley. Ashley. Oh, you're right. You're right. It is. So. It's Ashley. Okay. See, because so if I would have made that, yeah, if I would have made that multiple choice, you would have gotten it. I think 100% yes, I would have gotten it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next question. What is the name of Sephiroth's sword? Yamato. Uh, the dragon blade. Oh, the multiple choice. I, I know what it is. Um, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. It's like Masamune or something. You got it. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. You got yeah. it. Yeah. I don't even need to tell you. Okay. Masamune. Yeah. It's it's one of those ones where like you don't fully like think of it, but you're like, you're like no, no. It's, it's a very, very distinct sword because it's so freaking long. Actually, yeah. I have them right here. I don't know if you can see this, but. Do you? You see it? Nice, dude. It's a hell of a butter knife. That's Massimoon right there. Yeah. Like I said, it's one of those things, like, when I was a kid, um, I always said Kokobo until they had voice actors, and they started saying Chocobo, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Years like, of um, Yeah, damn. I had a one one friend uh, in, in, in middle school. He said, uh, instead of Mosquito, he said Mosquita. Mosquita. There we go. Mosquita. Yeah, yeah. So now every time I see a mosquito, I think Mosquitas. You know? Yeah. So Mass Mas- Moon's another one. I was just like, I think it's Mass yeah. Moon. So. All right, dude. Two for uh, three right now. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Who is the fighter in Street Fighter that can use the Sonic Boom ability? This is multiple choice. Gaio. Kami, Ambison, Gaio, or Akuma? It's pronounced Gaio. Gaio. Sonic Boom! Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dude. There you go. Yep, it is Guile. You're 100% <laughs> right. Damn, you are killing it today. Killing it. Last question. What is the name of the enemy following you around nonstop in Resident Evil 3? Nemesis? It's Nemesis, dude. Four, four, not too bad. five. Not too bad, dude. Congrats. That's That's pretty good. Ashley I think you would be Kelvin if he was here. I think. What's that? <laughs> so Ashley did me dirty, but what are we gonna do? Yep, yep. What are you gonna do? Yeah, she's she's forgettable. She's yeah, forgettable. Exactly. Forgettable face. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Gaming Duo podcast with my friend Kevin Fairbrother, aka Binge Worthy Gaming. Please, you can catch him on YouTube streaming at Binge Worthy Gaming. Kevin, is there anything you would like to say to everyone about your channel? Uh, any plugs here? Um, yeah, like you said, binge worthy game, guys. Uh, we just recently hit 475, so we're on the road to 500. Um, but all that aside, I just want to say congratulations to you guys, man. I've been listening to you guys for a while now, and it's been awesome just hearing the growth, seeing all the new guests you guys have. Um, yeah, you guys have been putting a lot of work into it, man. It's been showing. So not about me, man. It's about you guys. You guys are killing it. Oh, uh, you're day one, dude. You're you're day one. You're 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 uh. Your legacy in in the show. So anytime I'm a Project Tech Gaming fan. That's what I am, man. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you're a throwback. Yeah, you're you've been there from since day one, dude. So thank you for coming on and and uh, subbing in for Kelvin. I'm sure he's listening to this and smiling and being like, I want to be part of the conversation. You know, (laughs) 
He's so. yelling at me for getting Ashley wrong. That's what he's doing, right? <laughs> That's probably what he's doing. Yeah, he's like, you dumb yeah. bitch. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, please go watch Bingeworthy Gaming. Dude, a lot of good content. Again, truly is bingeworthy. And uh, everyone, catch us on your favorite streaming platform. And follow us on social, please. And if you want to be a guest, go to our website. We have a little platform there where you can go and sign up for a guest, and we will get you on the show. Uh, thank you so much, and everyone... Have a good night. Cheers. Thanks.